1: The EPA's response to last year's natural disasters had a lot of problems. That's according to the EPA itself. On this episode of Parts Per Billion, we talk with a reporter who uncovered the agency's own self assessment of its emergency response. Welcome to Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. Later on in the program, we'll be hearing about a private warts and all study the EPA drew up that looked at its response to recent natural disasters, and it found a lot of warts. But first, we'll be starting, as we do every week, with the signature Bloomberg Environment News Quiz. As always, we bring in two Bloomberg Environment reporters and ask them a few questions about what's been going on in the news. And this week, we have with us Sylvia Kerrigan and Rebecca Kern. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. Uh, Here is the first question in the quiz. Uh, The EPA announced some big changes this week to the federal government's so-called WOTUS rule. Uh, What does the acronym WOTUS stand for? Uh, I was looking at you, but I think you got that in first, Rebecca.
0: Waters of the U.S. United States. I, I would have been, I, was, no, States.
1: I, I think the judges would accept either <laughs> waters of the US or waters of the United okay. States. Uh, this is the rule that uh, determines whether a body of water is covered by federal government regulations. The Obama administration tried to redo this. it got sued. The Trump administration is now trying to do this again. Uh, we'll see if it gets sued, but they just came out with their new proposal. Uh, and only time will tell if it stands up in court. Question number two, the score right now is Rebecca one, Sylvia zero. PFAS is something we've talked a lot about on this podcast before. These are the classes of chemicals that cause a lot of problems for groundwater supplies in a lot of places across the country. New Mexico is the most recent place to discover it has a PFAS problem, and it's taking some action. Who did the uh, state file a complaint against? Recently, the state of New Mexico filed a complaint against someone for dumping PFAS. Oops, Sylvia thinks she knows.
2: Is it the Air Force?
1: That's right. It was the United States Air Force. The state of New Mexico is going after uh, the military for uh, PFAS contamination, as Sylvia and uh, pretty much every reporter here at Bloomberg Environment has, has been covering. These are chemicals that are in uh, firefighting foam. So when there's a big fire, uh, maybe after a plane crashes or something, they use this foam to put out the fire and it can get into groundwater and it never goes away basically. And so uh, the state thinks that the Air Force should have to pay to try to clean this up and it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, The score is one to one. This final question will be the decisive question. Question number three. An internal EPA report that Bloomberg Environment obtained found that the agency's responders to last year's hurricane in Texas, hurricanes in Texas, Puerto Rico, and elsewhere lack some basic supplies. Name three.
0: Well, a the,
1: the, I have not finished the, the question. That's a little bit early. I
0: feel- that's
2: not
1: fair. She read the article. Well, maybe if, did you? If you had read this, I read her awesome article, story. but I'll let
2: her Can we answer. split it into question three uh, A and three B? Let's. We each let's, could answer one.
1: Let's. Uh, let's finish the question first, and then whoever's <laughs> first. Name three of the supplies the responders did not have. These are three supplies. Mm-hmm. Sylvia thinks she knows. Um, We'll see if she does.
2: <laughs> okay, so they were missing bottled water. That's one. Uh, first aid kits. That's two. And uh, supplies to fix flat tires.
1: I would have also accepted tire repair products. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, that is three. Those are three of the supplies that the emergency responders in uh, in Puerto Rico did not have according to the EPA's report. So that will do the quiz. Um, I think we have a result. The result is Sylvia has won two to one, although I get the sense Rebecca kind of (laughs) conceded that one to her. Uh, Congratulations to Sylvia. We'll be back in just one second with more from Sylvia on that EPA disaster report. Stay tuned. All right, we're back and we're here talking with Sylvia Kerrigan about a nice scoop she just got uh, about the EPA's response to last year's hurricanes and wildfires. So first off, what exactly is this report and who put it together?
2: Um, okay, so after hurricanes uh, Harvey, Maria, and Irma, and the wildfires in California last year, the EPA's Office of Emergency Management asked staff at headquarters and all the EPA's regional offices how the agency's disaster response efforts went and what could we do better. Um, the office put together this internal report, which they finalized in September and I asked for a, copy, it, a copy, copy of it through FOIA, or the Freedom of Information Act, and that makes some federal documents available to the public. Um, the EPA sent the report to me on December 11th.
1: So this this report was not something that was public, it wasn't on their website, but you you got it because you asked for it through uh, this Freedom of Information Act request. And uh, what was the overall grade that the EPA gave itself for for its response to Harvey and and Irma and and Maria? Uh, Did they say, you know, we actually did a really bad job or was it like we did a good job, but we had these problems?
2: It was mixed. Um, They split their performance into categories like uh, planning and logistics and finance. And they had good and bad things to say for each of those. Um, The people I talked to about this who are outside of the agency, they said EPA's problems are pretty typical for an organization that's trying to mobilize hundreds of staff across the country. Um, But the EPA did have a variety of challenges. Um, When the EPA was looking for hotel rooms for responders, they were competing with other federal agencies like FEMA for reservations. Um, A few responders ended up sleeping in trailers because they couldn't book hotel rooms. Uh, Some people who were sent to respond to Hurricane Maria, as we talked about, they ran out of bottled water, first aid kits, other things like that. Um, And one responder who was from Puerto Rico, knew Spanish, had been prepared to respond to Hurricane Maria, uh, was sent to California to respond to the wildfires instead.
1: Why? So was this because they didn't really have a plan in place for responding to a I guess, was it a Category 5 storm? or it,
2: it has a Category 4. Category
1: 4 storm on in the island of Puerto Rico or a you know, really just massive rain event in Texas. Did they not have a, a plan for this or did they just have a plan and not follow it?
2: I think there were lots of different reasons why these problems came up. Um, some of it was just that the plans that they had were unclear. Uh, or they didn't have specific plans for like a certain circumstance. Uh, but they are making a lot of adjustments to how they're going to be carrying out those response plans in the future.
1: Yeah. And that's that was another thing that it, it really caught my eye is that 2018 was a pretty busy year as well. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, 2017 was, was an anomaly. They had a rough year in 2018. Do you get a sense of if they did any better in, in 2018 or, or if at least they're working to do better and kind of heading in the right direction with their disaster response?
2: Um, so one of the issues during Hurricane Harvey was that the there was such an immense amount of debris and waste left behind in Houston. Um, the report that I got said that there was very little info out there about how to dispose of all the waste and where to put it. Um, and this year, after the campfire hit the town of Paradise, California, um, the EPA was putting out a lot more information about um, how they're dealing with the hazardous waste that might be left behind, like car batteries or pesticides. So it does seem like they're making those changes this year.
1: Okay. So at least that. They've, I guess there's some indications they've learned from the mistakes of 2017. But I have to ask, though, this is kind of a meta question, but you know, we mentioned this report was not made public. You had to ask for this and get it through the Freedom of Information Act. Why why wasn't this report public? It would seem like if you're, you know, doing a review of how you performed, uh, why wouldn't you want to put that out?
2: Um, I think because this was, it was an internal report. It was created uh, by EPA for EPA. Um, And there's a lot of jargon in it related to how the agency works. So it wasn't really written for public consumption.
1: Hmm. But uh, we're glad that you were able to sort of pry it out of the, uh, the EPA and that we had a chance to read it thanks to your reporting. So that was Bloomberg Environment's Sylvia Kerrigan talking about problems with the EPA's disaster response. For more of her reporting, visit our website at news.bloombergenvironment.com. The website, once again, is news.bloombergenvironment.com. This episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs. Our editor is Marissa Horn, and our audio engineer is Nicholas Anzalata. The music for Price per Billion is A Message by Jazar and Stirring the Cheese by Castruck. Tune in next time.
0: Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com.